I do. The sound of him responding to the minister jolted her back to reality. By the power vested in me by the state of Wyoming, I pronounce you husband and wife, Reverend Watkins said cheerfully. Son, you may kiss your bride now. Surely Eli wasn't going to kiss her, she thought, as she stared up at her new husband. They had met in person only a few hours ago when he'd picked her up at the airport in Cheyenne. Her pulse sped up when he put his arms around her and started to lower his head. The feel of his firm lips when his mouth covered hers, and the sense of being completely surrounded by the man, sent a shiver of awareness up her spine. It wasn't a lingering kiss, more of a little peck, really. But when he released her and took a step back, the brief contact had been enough to convince her that he was more man than she had known in all of her twenty-six years. A moment of panic seized her. What on earth had she gotten herself into? But remembering the prenuptial agreement, especially the part outlining a one-month, get-acquainted phase, she began to relax a bit. The marriage would remain in name only, unless both parties agreed to waive the clause and consummate the union before the end of the specified four weeks. Congratulations to both of you, Blake Hartwell said, brushing Eli aside to hug her. On the hour's drive from the airport to his attorney's office in Eagle Fork to sign the prenuptial agreement, Eli had explained that the wedding ceremony would take place at Blake's grandmother's house as soon as the document was signed. Eli and Blake had been best friends since they met in grade school. He and his grandmother, Jean Hartwell, would be their witnesses to the marriage. As Blake wrapped her in a bear hug, she realized he was every bit as tall and muscular as her new husband. She briefly wondered if all the men in Wyoming were as large and intimidating as the two she had met thus far. Thank you, Victoria murmured, as he turned her loose to shake Eli's hand. Everything was happening so fast she felt overwhelmed by it all. Her first trip to Wyoming, the wedding, and the fact that with a few quietly spoken words she had once again changed her surname were almost more than she could take in. It was surreal to think that in a little less than four months— She had gone from being Victoria Bardwell to being Victoria Anderson, and now Victoria Laughlin. Thanks for your help, Eli said, as she abandoned her disturbing thoughts in favor of watching the exchange between him and his friend. I appreciate you and Grandma Jean standing up with us on such short notice. Glad to do it, Blake said, grinning. I wouldn't have missed this for anything. It's not every day one of my boys gets hitched, Jean Hartwell said. Shouldering her grandson out of the way, she hugged Eli. You treat this little girl right, you hear? Turning to Victoria, she grinned. You got a real good boy here. But if he does give you any trouble, just let me know. I'll straighten him out in two shakes of a lamb's tail. I'll remember that, Mrs. Hartwell, Victoria said, smiling. She wondered what the Hartwells thought of her and Eli's unorthodox marriage but if they had any objections, they kept their opinions to themselves. They had shown her nothing but kindness and made her feel as if their wedding was like any other marriage ceremony witnessed by close friends. "'You're married to one of my boys now,' the woman said, kissing Victoria's cheek. "'Call me Grandma Jean.' Turning to the minister, she asked, "'Would you like to join us for some refreshments, preacher?' I'm afraid I won't be able to stay, Jean, the man said, smiling as he walked toward the front door.
I have to drive down to the hospital in Cheyenne to see a member of the congregation who came down with pneumonia. After seeing Reverend Watkins out, Blake's grandmother motioned for them to follow her. I've got a wedding cake and some of my best elderberry wine waiting for you two in the dining room. I know you'll want to get on the road before too long, so we'd better get to celebrating. Eli watched his new wife follow Grandma Jean out of the room and wondered what the hell he had been thinking when he chose Victoria Anderson to be his wife. She wasn't anything like the woman he had been looking for when he placed his advertisement on the Hitching Post website. He'd been looking for a woman who could help him out with ranch work and eventually bear him a son to carry on the legacy of the Rusty Spur Ranch. But he would bet his next breath that his new wife had never worked a day in her life, much less on a ranch. You're the only son of a gun I know who could fall in a pile of...